Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. How are we all? I hope you're all doing well. I apologise in advance if there's any noise going on in the background today. There is a lot of construction work happening outside of my house, so just a pre-warning, but hopefully we're all good. I have quite literally nothing to update you on from my last podcast because I told you in last week's episode... It's crunch time. I've got assignment deadlines. There's no fun built into my weeks. <laughs> I'm just working and it's so fucking boring. Well, do you know what? It's actually, it could be so much worse. Like, at least I'm not having to force myself to revise for a topic that I'm not interested in. Like, I'm doing creative projects to do with fashion. <laughs> so I really can't complain. It is all very up my street, to be fair, but I just think when anything's labelled as, like, work automatically your brain just sees it as a chore even though it is something I when I get into the flow of it and I it's it's just starting isn't it it's that initial starting process and then once you've started I do really get into it so it's fine I've I've got what two and a half weeks to go until I'm coming home the only thing I have to update you on is what I've been reading because I don't think I've talked about that in a while so let me think let me think I finished April's book quite early like maybe a week before the end of April which was Thursday Murder Club by the way which I would not recommend okay heaps of you recommended Thursday Murder Club to me I am grateful for your recommendations but it wasn't good I'm sorry anyone who thinks it's good I mean it wasn't terrible it just people recommended it to me being like oh it's so gripping you'll love it So I literally thought I wasn't going to be able to put it down anyway. It was the complete opposite of that, to be honest. I had to force myself to get to the end of it. It's literally just some old people in a retirement home working, trying to solve murder cases. It's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone has different tastes and things, don't they? That's that's how life works. So I decided I'm going to try and read two books over May because I had that extra week. I thought, I can squeeze two books in here, but two relatively small books, obviously I'm not going to be able to read like two 500 page books or anything like that. So I started To Kill a Mockingbird uh, a week before May started. I'm about halfway through it now and I absolutely love it. It's a classic, isn't it? And I just realised, do you know what? I don't think I've read any of the classics apart from, what's that one we studied in English at GCSE? Of Mice and Men. Of Mice and Men, that's what I've read. I don't know what I would actually think of of Mice and Men now if I was to go back and read it, not in a studying it way. I don't know if studying, overanalyzing and studying books like that sucks the fun out of them a little bit. Sometimes you just want to get involved in the story, do you know? You don't want to have to think about Curly's wife. Or no, is that? Am I saying that right? Curly's wife with the red lipstick? <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, that's the only classic I've ever read. So I was, it got me thinking, I've never read any of the classics, what classics are worth reading. So have a few of your recommendations now as to what classics are worth reading because I'm really enjoying To Kill a Mockingbird. And I'll keep you up to date with how it goes and what I'm going to be reading next. Now this week's topic is going to be about politics and I'm just going to preface before I get into this that I'm not huge into politics. I never studied politics at school. I don't really I keep up with it enough to know what's going on in our country and maybe a little bit more vaguely in the world but not I I wouldn't say I know like a lot about global politics but I do try and maintain a level of like 
knowledge about what's going on in our country because I think that's important. Now, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that is like, I don't vote, I'm not into politics, you know, I have no interest in it, I don't know what different parties stand for, what it all means, so I just stay out of it and don't educate myself on it and choose not to vote because I don't want to, I don't want to waste my vote on something that I don't know what it's going to or, you know, what's happening. I used to be that person, okay, so I know exactly where you're coming from and it's easy just to stand back and to cop out like that. But what you also need to understand is that for you to be in a position to be able to step back and say that it doesn't affect you or that it doesn't interest you, you are extremely privileged. The chances are you are middle class, white, straight, cisgendered and not disabled. Therefore, there actually isn't a huge amount that's going to affect you if you know, a different person is in power, a different party is in power. And that's a hugely privileged position to be in, to know that your life and your livelihood isn't going to be massively affected by the politics of your country. To know that you're never going to have the right taken off you to be married, or to get married, sorry. Or to know you're never going to have the right taken off you to express your gender or to go to a certain school, or all the all these different things. It's very, very, you're in an extremely privileged position to be able to sit back and say that you don't care about politics. Because the reality is that there are so many people that politics affects massively, and you need to start caring about not just yourself, but about people around you and about society as a whole, and the people of our country. Like, for example, as a woman, it is terrifying to think that in Northern Ireland we could have the right taken away from us to get an abortion again. Because we, up up until not that long ago, it's been illegal. Then obviously, recently, it was made legal. That could be snatched away at any stage. And that's fucking terrifying thought. And look, I don't care about... I completely respect the fact that lots of people in their lives would never choose to have an abortion and that that's just something they can make a decision for themselves. It's not anyone else's decision to make. You're completely entitled to think that you shouldn't get an abortion, but you shouldn't have a say over someone else having an abortion or what they can do with their body and how they choose. If someone doesn't want a kid, they shouldn't have to bring a kid into this world. And whether that's because of personal issues, whether it's because of where they're at in their life, whether it's because of a financial thing. There are so many different reasons as to why someone would not want to have a kid. And there's so many different reasons as to why contraception would not have worked and would have ended up in this situation. So there's like one example of a huge thing that actually affects 50% of our population. It affects all women. So for anyone to stand there and say, that they're not interested in politics. It's a huge cop out and I would strongly advise you to start educating yourself about it, to read up on what parties stand for and see what aligns with your values. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm not going to sit here and tell you (laughs) that. I'm not going to go through different parties' stances on different things. And don't get me wrong, I know that no party or leader or anything like that is ever going to be perfect. No one is going to completely align with everything that you believe. 
There's always going to be something. There's always going to be a time where they've been problematic or done something wrong. Realistically, there's going to be some sort of issue with pretty much every political party, person, leader, whatever it is. But I actually read this really good quote recently that really put it into a good perspective. And it said, I'm going to read it for you. Voting isn't marriage, it's public transport. You're not waiting for the one who's absolutely perfect. You're getting the bus. And if there isn't one to your destination, you don't not travel. You take the one going closest. It's so important to use your vote and use your power to, okay, maybe not go in the exact direction you want to go to, but at least go to somewhere near it. Now, the reason... (laughs) Sorry, I feel like I've just gone on a full tangent and I didn't actually talk about why I'm speaking about this in the first place. So... Today is Friday the 6th of May and that I'm recording this and yesterday was the election day in Northern Ireland and we have a huge issue with how many people vote in our country. I'm not really sure what the statistics are for other countries. I don't really know. Um, I just know that we have a really poor turnout. I think it's something like almost it could be just under but I can't really remember off the top of my head but near enough about 40% of people who are eligible to vote don't vote and they make it difficult though like I know because I'm obviously not at home at the minute and I thought I was going to be home for when they were I don't know why I thought that that was stupid of me I should have been more prepared but I'm sure a lot of other people are in the same situation um because they make it quite difficult to vote from overseas You have to apply so far in advance to register for a postal vote and then you have to have your postal vote in by a certain time. Like, it's a bit of a bollock and I don't understand why in 2022 where we have online work, online uni, online fucking yoga classes, you can apply for visas online, you can do online banking, everything can be done online. There is no reason why we shouldn't be able to vote online. Like, especially with face recognition and everything now, there's no way of, like, you know, someone voting for someone else, basically, on their phone because of face recognition. No, I do understand there's definitely more to it. Like, obviously, the technology is there. It's probably more about having secure systems and, you know, about hacking, all that kind of stuff. Fraud. I don't know. So I'm sure there's a lot to it, but it's definitely something that could be achieved. Do you not think? So yeah, I didn't register in time to vote, unfortunately, but yesterday I put on my story trying to encourage people that were in Northern Ireland to go out and vote, just because we have such a bad turnout and the majority of people not voting are young people and a huge percentage of my audience on Instagram is 18 to 24 year olds and that's exactly the age bracket that aren't voting. So... I thought, what better way to promote going out and voting than putting it on my story? Do you know what? I've always, I always like to think that, okay, yes, I promote all like makeup, beauty, hair stuff, um, skincare, all that kind of shit because I enjoy doing that stuff. It's fun. I, it's where my kind of, it's where everything started. Like I'm a makeup artist I love doing all that. So, you know, it's a bit of a passion of mine. But I also love to use my platform in a positive way. I love to 
try and influence people to read. I love to try and influence people to educate themselves. I love to talk about mental health and women's rights and feminism, all these different things that I like to think are me having a positive influence on lots of people. And I think encouraging people to go out voting kind of falls into that, no? Well, no, in fact, I do. I believe that it does. <laughs> because it got a huge amount of good feedback. Lots of people being like, oh my God, it's so good to see a young person like promoting this. You never really see it so much. Like People just don't really talk about voting. And I got two bad messages. And obviously, this is the terrible thing about... So you get a plethora of... A plethora? I've done this before. I don't know how to say it. You get a load of good messages, positive messages from people, you know, replies with hand claps and people saying, thank you for talking about this. And then you get two messages and bear in mind, two messages from two sisters. (laughs) So they were just attacking me as a two, basically. Going in on me for saying to get the DEP out. Now, okay, yeah, I said get the DEP out and I will openly still say that I do not support the DEP. I don't think there's anything wrong with openly saying that I don't support a party whose morals and beliefs that I I don't agree with. That's not a crime. (laughs) Did you hear anti-abortion? They're anti-gay marriage. They're they're not against conversion therapy. I personally think they're a horrible party. If you're listening to this and you're a DUP supporter, you're completely entitled to your own opinion. But I'm just saying... I don't support them and I don't think it's a bad thing to speak out about that and to say that on my story. Anyway, these two girls who are obviously big DUP bashers um, replied and like, I just shouldn't give people the time of day. But the one got me at a time when I was wanting, (laughs) I was wanting to give it back. So she probably got what she wanted. Actually, I don't know if she got what she wanted. I feel like I kind of got my point out there pretty well because I've said it before and I'll say it a million times again everyone in the entire world is entitled to have their own religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs or whatever it is you are completely entitled and should be respected I think for having those beliefs I will not disrespect you for being a Christian I will not disrespect you for being Jewish And that goes with everyone else. Like, everyone else should be respectful of other people having their own personal beliefs and opinions. However, you as a religious person should also have that towards other people. And you should understand that there actually is life outside of the religion that you believe in. And there are people that don't follow that and therefore don't want to live by the rules of the Bible. Don't want to have to have laws imposed on them because it's what it says in the Bible because they don't believe in the Bible and that's in their right to not believe in the Bible. Oh my God, it actually frustrates me so much because it's just people being closed-minded and thinking that what they believe in is the only thing that you can believe in and it's the most ridiculous thing ever because it's just because of where and when you were born and what family you were born into. If you had been a child born in let's say, Cambodia, do you think you'd really be going to a Protestant church? No. (laughs) You'd be a Hindu. Like, 
it's literally just based on where the community that you grew up in and that you were born into and it's so close-minded for you to think that that's the only way that other people should think so anyway i rose to the bait and i basically said to her what i've just said on the podcast and she was just like oh i just hate when the bible's put in a bad light and stuff and i was like yeah that's fair enough but I'm not trying to put the Bible in a bad light. I'm just saying I don't think we should all have to live by the Bible if we don't all believe in it. Anyway, this morning I wake up to a message from her sister. Like, I woke up this morning, thought it was going to be a good day. Sorry, it is a good day. It is. (laughs) I am off on a Friday, so I always have a really nice Friday. I love my leisurely mornings. You know, I get up and go to the gym. I come back. I always do a big clean... I always record my podcasts on a Friday. I just really enjoy Fridays. And this girl was really testing my patience. I hope, And it's so annoying because I can't just be like, oh, I'm just not reading my DMs. Because so many of my DMs are from you guys and they're so nice. And I love chatting to you. And I love hearing how my podcast has helped you or like all these different things. And it's just like so nice to hear all that. So I would never want to shut that off and not engage with you guys like that but then obviously it comes with the odd time like this that actually just puts you in the worst mood ever like I could feel my blood boiling (laughs) and when I first read it okay do you know what she said I've actually deleted the message now I think I blocked her I didn't and I didn't reply to her either I was like I'm not even giving this the time of day because I can actually feel my blood boiling and I can't be bothered giving it any energy because I'm having a nice day and I'm not gonna let her ruin this But she said something so ridiculous, like, how dare you think you're in a position to tell people who to vote for? Um, Everyone is entitled to vote for whoever they want. Um, Like, how dare you? All this stuff. And I just read it. And first of all, I was like, what the fuck? Because I'm all about being able to vote for whoever you want to. I was just saying who I don't one party that I don't support but it's Northern Ireland isn't it and everyone fucking loves to think that because you disagree with the DUP it means that all of a sudden they think I vote for Sinn Féin. If you're listening to this and you're not from Northern Ireland you're not gonna have a fucking clue what I'm talking about but basically there's a lot of religion rooted in politics in Northern Ireland and they assume that if you don't vote for the DUP then you're a Catholic who votes for Sinn Féin and wants a united Ireland. I never mentioned any other party in my story I didn't say who I vote for and I don't vote for Sinn Féin. I mean, I'd probably pick them. In fact, sorry, not probably. I would definitely pick them over the DUP because they actually support women's rights. (laughs) Like, is that such a bad thing to say that I would vote for a party who supports women's rights? No, it's obviously not. Anyway, I don't even vote for them, but people love to jump to that conclusion that if you don't vote for one, then you must vote for the other. And people get up on their high horse. I never once said that that's who I vote for. You're just jumping to conclusions and getting angry at me and taking what I've said the wrong way. And then I sat back and I thought about it for a second. And I was like, why is she saying, how dare you? I have every right to use my platform to try and encourage people to vote and to stand up for what I believe in. I think that's using my platform in like the best way possible. And I thought about it and I was like, it's so bizarre to me because think about when the American elections are happening. And for example, like the last one, 
with Trump and Biden, everyone and their mum speaks out about it. Everyone from high-end, like, A-list celebrities to influencers to sportsmen to just everyone. Everyone, like, even just regular people working, like, nurses, everyone will speak out about it and they will openly speak about who they support and why they support them. Like, I'm sorry, every celebrity under the sun, everyone in America talks about it when the elections are happening and says who they're supporting. All the celebrities were like, get Trump out, get Trump out. And then let's think about the elections in England and when it's like the Tories versus the Labour Party. Everyone speaks out about it. Like, even now, when the Tories are in power, everyone's being like, see, this is what the to- Tories are doing to our country. Now that all the, like, taxes are going up, all these different things. We have to talk about politics. We can't just, like... It's something that affects every single person across the board. We can't just ignore it and think that, like, no one can speak out about it. I don't know why people in Northern Ireland have this thing that we shouldn't talk about it and no one should ask who they vote for. The only way we're going to get any change in the country is by talking about politics and by talking about what different parties stand for and why we support that or why we don't support that or you have to talk about things to make people aware of these issues and these situations. But for some reason in Northern Ireland, it's this huge hush-hush thing. Like I remember when I was a kid and I remember, I think I asked my parents maybe who they voted vote for and then I was like oh who did Nan and Papa vote for and I remember my dad being like oh you don't really ask that like don't like when you say you're Nan and Papa I wouldn't ask them that and I was like but why and it's made me think is it because because if someone asked me who I voted for I would be perfectly happy to tell them and I would be perfectly happy to elaborate on that and tell them why I vote for them and why I support them and okay, maybe there might be these things that I don't like about them. However, I think they're still better because of this and that. Like, I'd be very, very happy to get into that. I don't think it should be a taboo thing that, like, I don't want anyone asking me about. And it's actually got me thinking the reason why people don't want to answer that question is because, first of all, they're embarrassed, for one. They're embarrassed about who they vote for. If you're embarrassed about who you vote for there's probably a good reason because of it and it's probably because they're actually horrible people. (laughs) You ever thought about that? Or I'm not saying everyone is embarrassed by who they who they vote for. That's definitely not the case. But I think another side of it of people not wanting to answer to people as to who they vote for is because they don't know how to justify it. So, like, they could reply with who they vote for, but they don't want to because then that could be followed up with, but why? Why do you support that they, you know, are for this or against that? Or they don't want to have to elaborate on who they vote for because they don't really know why they vote for them because a lot of people voting for parties in our country is actually completely irrelevant of what the party stands for and is more to do with religion. Like, I can guarantee you there are so many people out there that vote for parties that they don't actually agree with so many of the things that the party does, but they just do it because of the religious side of things. 
And it's just so ridiculous to me because I think we just need to take religion out of politics completely and actually just think about people, the people of our country and not a religion. Because if you actually think about it, seeing the parties where religion isn't like a prevalent thing, for example, I don't want to say the wrong thing here because I'm not actually 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure Alliance and Green Party don't have like anything to do with religion in them. Anyway, I don't know if that's completely accurate, but that's not to say that all the people within that party don't have differing religious beliefs. There probably are people in those parties that are religious, but does that affect their stance on issues such as women's rights, gay rights, trans rights, all these different things? No, it doesn't just as it shouldn't, because politics is not religion. Woo! (laughs) Huge revelation, isn't it? Imagine. Again, if you're not from Northern Ireland, you probably don't have a clue what I'm talking about. So I'm really sorry, because I don't actually know if any other... I mean, I'm sure there are some countries that are like this. Maybe not to the same extent. I don't really know. I'll give you a quick debrief as to why it is like this. Okay, so obviously Northern Ireland is part of the UK, but it's also it's also like part of the island of Ireland. So there's this huge issue in politics with, and you know, do we want to stay in the UK or do we want to leave and become a united Ireland? And because that's such a huge thing to a lot of people, I mean, it is a pretty big thing, I understand that. But because of that, people can't see outside of that so they just vote for who wants to stay in the UK and who wants to be a united Ireland and the reason religion falls into that is because generally this is a very very general statement but generally people that want to remain in the UK tend to be Protestants and generally people that want a united Ireland tend to be Catholics as I said, massive generalisation. There are definitely people that fall outside of those ca- categories and there are also definitely people that are indifferent to it and there are also people that will be religious but not care about you know that or care about where we are as a country but won't care about religion. So there are so many other you know factors to it. I'm not saying it's so black and white because it definitely isn't, but I'm just trying to give you a debrief for dummies, basically. (laughs) Like a a quick child's explanation of why Northern Irish politics is so rooted in religion. I personally just think Northern Ireland would be such a better place if we forgot this notion. And don't get me wrong, (laughs) I know it's so like not na- yeah, naive of me to sit here and be like let's forget this notion of being in the UK or being United Ireland there's a huge backstory to it there was there was a whole war there was a whole civil war because of it <laughs> so I'm not uh, okay and I'm not laughing about a war I'm just awkwardly laughing now there's so much more to it than just forgetting about whether we're part of the UK or we're part of Ireland I know that but <laughs> I think it would be such a better place if we could let go of that notion and actually vote for policies and politics and for the people, um, for change in our 
society, you know? But I understand there's a lot of backlog to that and history. And it's not quite so simple. Anyway, I just thought it was just so ridiculous. Someone saying to me, how dare you tell people who to vote for when, first of all, I wasn't telling people who to vote for. I was saying that I don't support the DV. And second of all, I think it's a good thing to encourage people to get out and vote. And thirdly, I don't see her going and messaging the copious amounts of people talking out when there's England elections happening or when there's US elections happening. I just thought it was ridiculous and it really wound me up and I had to speak about it because now I feel... I feel much better. (laughs) Does anyone else ever get that when something like riles you up and it becomes all you can think about until you talk about it with someone, until you get all your thoughts just like splurged out of you? (laughs) And you just, I don't know, like before I was recording this, I was reading a bit of my book and I kept just like stopping mid-page and like thinking about different points and different things I was going to say on this podcast, I mean, because it was just like riling me up so much. <laughs> but now I can let it be, it can be off my mind and I can just forget about it. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to get out of this podcast other than <laughs> getting it off my chest. <laughs> I actually wanted to speak about a completely different topic today. I was going to talk about the realities of university today and have this as a little intro because I just thought it'd be quite relevant. And I've ended up just going on a half an hour tangent. So I'm just going to make this the podcast and I'll talk about university next week. (laughs) So sorry about that. I think just what I want to get across is that, again, I'm just repeating myself, but I, I just don't want anyone to come away from this thinking that I'm trying to persuade you to think a certain way or that I'm trying to persuade you to vote for certain people because that's not what this is about this I'm so for everyone having their own opinions and their own beliefs and being able to vote for whoever they want I just hate when people are so closed-minded that they think that no one should think outside of what they think and it, it you know what it is it's hard because as much as it is okay to sit here and say that everyone's entitled to their own opinions and beliefs when people's beliefs are based on the oppression of other people that aren't them it's kind of hard to look at that and think oh yeah fair enough because it's a bit shitty as much as they're entitled to it it is a bit shitty i saw this really interesting tweet i think someone shared on their instagram story the other day i just thought i'd share it Basically, there's this whole thing going on in the US at the minute with abortion where they've basically wiped something that means that now states can vote against it or something. I can't, I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but there's a bit of an uproar at the minute about it because a lot of states are most likely to now um, illegalize it. And as we all know from statistics, it is proven that banning abortion all it does, it doesn't stop abortions. All it does is stop safe abortions because people who want abortions are still going to get them. If you don't want to have a child, you're still going to try and get an abortion. It's just not going to be in a safe environment. It's not going to be in a hospital. It's not going to be with a professional. It's going to be at home with some potentially dodgy pills. 
the woman's life will be at risk. There's so much to it. There's also the whole thing of like, if it's an eptopic pregnancy that will most likely kill the woman, they can't even abort it then. So it's like, okay, you're choosing the life which isn't going to live of an unborn fetus over the life of a woman and you're just going to let them both die. I'm sorry, but that's not being pro-life. That's just being a dickhead. (laughs) That is being pro-having a say over women's bodies, not pro-life. Stop kidding yourself. Anyway, I read this tweet and it said, it's just an interesting way to think about it because, you know, sometimes you have to flip these things and imagine, you know, if it... It's hard to imagine because a man can't give birth, so we can't we can't think about it as if it was the shoe was on the other foot type of thing. But this is a really, really interesting way of trying to flip it to look at it. So they said, if we give every young man a reversible vasectomy, because apparently most vasectomies are reversible, until, okay, if we give every young man a reversible vasectomy until they were ready and wanted to be a parent, we wouldn't need abortions and we wouldn't have to argue about this. So then they've gone on to say, problem solved oh, what's that? The idea of forcing a man to do something they don't want to do with their body makes you uncomfortable. That's what I thought. (laughs) That's so true. You're never going to force males to get vasectomies and do something you don't want to do with their body. But yet you're so happy to make women carry through with a nine-month pregnancy and bring a child into the world and be responsible for them until the age of 18. Are you joking? No, it's ridiculous. As well, it's like all these people that support anti-abortion laws, they don't care about the child that gets brought into the world after they force the woman to have the pregnancy. They don't care about them. They don't care about their well-being and their education and them not ending up in the care system or any of that stuff. As well, if they're born and they are gay or they're trans or they're disabled, do you think these people give a flying fuck about them and their rights? No, all they want is power over women and their bodies. It's literally a power trip. That's all it is. Because these people, they say they're pro-life, but there's nothing pro-life about forcing someone to have a child when you're not going to give a shit about the child that comes into the world. There's nothing pro-life about that. You don't care about that life. You care about having control over a woman. And as I said before, you can be opposed to having an abortion yourself. But that doesn't mean you should take the right away from another person to make that decision for themselves. If anyone's listening to this and is like completely, has completely opposing ideas to me, you're probably going to unfollow me and never listen to what I say again. Honestly, goodbye and good riddance. <laughs> Okay, I can't believe this podcast was supposed to be about university and ended up being about politics and religion. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. It just ended up getting very passionate about it. But you got to speak out about these things, you know? I think I'll wrap it up there. If you've taken anything from this podcast, let it be that you should use your voting power and you should speak out about what you believe in. And my heart, my heart does really go out to all the women in America that are now potentially facing anti-abortion laws. And you best believe all of the leaders that are supporting these motions are white men, aren't they? They always are. 
butting their heads in and thinking they can have a say over something that actually has nothing to do with them. (laughs) Quite literally nothing. So yeah, we'll end it there. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, even though it took a bit of a turn. (laughs) I'll be back next week talking about the realities of university. But until then, I hope you're all keeping well. I love you a lot. Thank you for the support. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your social media. Drop me a wee five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And yeah, thanks as always for the continued support. I love you lots. Bye.